Words on Water. Welcome to Words on Water. I'm Christy Murphy. We're celebrating Black History Month. It's a time to recognize the achievements and contributions of the Black community. One of West's strategic goals is to attract and develop a diverse and passionate workforce. So how do we do that? What steps do we take to encourage and support young Black professionals who are making a career in the water sector? How do we ensure that WEF represents and reflects everyone who works in the water industry? Our guest today is Hugh Sinclair, Vice President and National Practice Lead for Asset Management at Arcadis and a member of WEF's DEI Committee. Hugh, welcome to Words on Water. Hey, Christy. Glad to be here. Now, you've been working in the water sector for close to 20 years. You were with WSSC Water in Maryland for 10 years before recently joining Arcadis in 2022. So what was it like when you began your career in water as someone representing the Black community? What what was your personal experience? So I would say this, you know, water... Water is one of those sectors as it has made progress over time. When I started out, it, the, there was clearly a lack of diversity. At my first job out of out of university, I was the only person of color in the entire company. Basically, say that you had to deal with all of the challenges that came with that, but also understanding that the responsibility of being the first in the space and ensuring that you're not the last that's in that space. The challenge that comes in it as well, and I think I've become a far more understanding of this, the more I the more that I've progressed in my career, but also understand the sector. For the Black community, we have what is a very tense relationship with water, right? In the sense of the disenfranchisement and the disadvantages have many times, you know, whether that's through the Clean Water Act and the pollution that we're in predominantly Black and, under, and impoverished neighborhoods, and the effects of those climate impacts and pollution impact that were there, driving that change to move forward, but also the co-location of many of the treatment plants and more undesirable parts of the process located or co-located in those neighborhoods uh, that's there. We look on Flint, Michigan, at that the scenario that happened there, but also you look on, you know, more recently in Jackson, Mississippi, that's happening there. There is a burden and a need for a voice that can understand the lived context of the impact of water across uh, the spectrum. So I would say over time, uh, I've seen progress in terms of more representation. More importantly, there's been progress in terms of leadership representation. There's always been representation in water, but it was always in what were uh, the lower parts of, I wouldn't say lower, because that's not necessarily the way to do it. The Field-oriented engagements, whether that was field technicians, whether that was, you know, meter readers or, uh, you know, administrative support or others, you really didn't see anyone who were in the executive leadership or in places of influence to have impact over the circumstances that they themselves faced in the community that they grew up. That has really changed over time. There is definitely a long way to go with that. I think we're really just now starting to have what is honest brokering those conversations because you're in the room and at the table. I myself find, my, find myself at the table uh, in many times now. Luckily, sometimes now it's not just me alone. It's maybe with one or two others. But I still think there is a challenge that's there in terms of the acceptance of the legacy that's been there, the context of what needs to be changed, and how we really make an equitable 
and a just future for everyone in water. You are on the WEF DEI committee. What is your role? What are you doing on that committee? What has that been like? Yeah, sure. So it is the advisory DEI advisor committee to to the board of WEF. So WEF has its strategic commitment to ensuring that it has a diverse holistic and belonged workforce. And part of doing that is really having the understanding as to how do we saturate throughout the organization, whether that's through member services or how do we engage in terms of our presence in the sector, right? Ensuring that we're sticking true to the principles of justice, equity, and diversity, right? My role on that is really to try to help and drive the conversation to bring points of interest, enjoy, explore and execute points of opportunity in collection with the board, right? With its various members that are both from private and public sector, really representing as the core of what it is, a diverse set of backgrounds, not only culturally, but also in their experiences to really understand how do we create a more holistic environment within WEF, one that really represents and can live up to the ideals of having what is a a diverse and belonged workforce uh, in terms of what we do. So in that, we've been able to, over time, and and I've recently just joined the board, but I've been involved in WEF for some time, various different initiatives to do that, whether that is through looking on how do we optimize the programming, making recommendations in WEFTech for programming that's focused on highlighting topics of equity and justice and diversity, right? Uh, but also looking on how do we create safe spaces? Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I was privileged to partner with um, a colleague of mine, uh, Ifateo uh, Venner, a past president of WEF, to start what was at the time we decided we needed to really bring together uh, all of uh, the Black community in water together, because we're all congregating at the same time at WEFTEC. But we wanted to kind of break this cycle off the unknown face from across the room. And it was really just a head nod to acknowledge that, hey, you know, someone Mm -hmm. who looks like me. So we pulled ourselves together at that point and decided that, hey, we were going to go rogue, right? And we're going to plan something that was really about just us in a safe space, not only just to celebrate, but to recognize the need for that collaborative environment, not only to highlight the significance of the fact that we've made a lot of progress because there are that many of us now that we can congregate, but also really to look on the fact of we really need to create a space where we can share, we can edify each other, understand the challenges that we're facing, but also to create a collective network so that we can push forward to improve our own circumstances and more importantly for those who are coming behind us. So you're talking about the WebTech Affinity Breakfast. What was the vibe at that event? Yeah, so uh, I would say that, you know, it's really a space of joy, right? Uh, One, I think it was really a significance in terms of the fact that we were able to congregate together in a space that was designed for us, that belonged to us, that we could be our entire selves in, right? Uh, It was very different in terms of a pivot point from what was traditionally done before, because it was a space where it was really about representation and being authentic in that space and connecting with people who could understand who you were, see you for who you were, but also we could collectively have a sense of belonging, understanding, and a sense of mission going forward. Uh, In many cases, the first time, I would say, you know, the first time we did it, it almost felt like church, right? There were tears, (laughs) there was joy. It was really kind of, and this happens in the Black community a lot, where 
there are moments when you recognize change is being realized. And that realization of that change sometimes becomes overwhelming because the struggle sometimes is just that difficult, right? We were privileged at the time as well to have in attendance uh, the president of Howard University, which is one of the flagship historically Black universities and colleges. And he really was able to pour into us. Dr. Frederick really was able to uh, give us an understanding of the responsibility that we have as a community, not only to represent, but to drive and uh, always seek progress because it's really about the legacy that's created because that is the that is really the answer uh, to what our injustice is, always pushing forward. Uh, that year, we were able to pull together about a, just over 100 people uh, just based on you know the network of folks that we know. The demand was really just there immediate that uh, we were able then to speak with WEF and they saw the alignment with the opportunities and strategic priorities that they had. And that was a platform that then created the structure for all of the affinity group breakfasts. Uh, so with, that's not only for the black and water breakfast, which is what this started in, but also for Asian and Pacific Islanders, you know, for LGBTQIA, right? But also for Hispanic affinity groups as well. So it really has been a pivot point that then allowed for a broader understanding of safe spaces that could be created. Last year was the second occurrence of, of it, first time officially under the WEF umbrella. We had about 150 people in the room, right? And this year we're expecting to grow in size even more than that just based on the fact that it's now seen as that safe space. I would say that the one thing that was transformative about it was the fact that people feel felt seen, they felt that they belonged, and it transformed their entire experience of uh, WEF and also WEF tech, right? Because now you were able to connect in an organic way to folks who can understand what it is to be you and how you navigate that space. And what you questions you may have, you feel far more safe asking at that point, but also, you know, an understanding of I belong here as well. Right. And this space is there for me, too. What should WEF be doing and our partners to make young professionals from the black community and and other communities feel comfortable? One of our main focuses for the conversations that we've had was really looking on exactly that. What are, what are the, the necessities that are there to really allow for further expansion and for the pipeline to continue to grow? I mean, the key questions from young professionals is really about how do you sustain? It is an environment, unfortunately, that has a lot of the pressures that are there. We're still dealing with microaggressions and just overt aggressions in terms of being black in the space of water. We're still really pushing for authentic representation in many spaces. We're still really trying to ensure that the, there is a community that can sustain you in sometimes really, quite frankly, Christy, being able to understand that you're not crazy, right? That you are experiencing these uh, events that are happening to you, that yes, you are experiencing bias, that yes, you are uh, really have relevance in a voice in that space, or uh, you know, sometimes that yes, your idea was appropriated by, by someone else who their capability to deliver it was far more acceptable, acceptable to a room that really doesn't see you as being you know necessary or belonging in that room. Another part of it was really understanding that the water sector really needs to understand and adopt that we need to move away from tokenism, right, and really into authentic representation. 
that it's necessary to really broaden our understanding from, well, we want to be identified with Black when there is need to engage with the Black community. Where, hey, you know, whether it's Detroit or New York or Memphis or, you know, Jackson, that no, it really is about that we should be seen, as Dr. King said, for the content of our character for the skills and capabilities that we bring to the table. And in many cases for young professionals, the challenge that they face is that their potential is discounted or throttled based on what is the affinity to those who are decision makers by seeing a likeness to, hey, that could be my son, that could be my daughter, that could be my nephew, right, or my sister. Where on the other end, the, we're seeing that the bar for young professionals, unfortunately, is still, we're, we're asked to jump hurdles that are much higher to really, you know, qualify or validate or need for progress, opportunity and existence being a lot more strenuous than others, right? And sometimes it's really just about understanding that progress in itself is a slow grind and progress in itself as well requires advocacy, but it also requires those who are beside us to pull us along. Uh, one significant quote that I always refer to, especially when talking to young professionals, is, uh, and I think it's relevant now in Black History Month, Dr. King said is that in many cases, we're going to really remember the silence of our friends versus the loudness of those who oppose us. And in this case, and I think at this point, is really about active allyship. How do you really become a change agent by understanding the core of the need and not necessarily just, well, I want to be aligned with this. Not only necessary in the spaces that you're comfortable with them being right now, but necessary in the spaces that you may occupy and the spaces that you want to be in as well. If we're really committed to the mission of equity and justice for everyone, then we need to be able to advocate, enable, and execute those core values for everyone. Hugh Sinclair, what, what a great conversation. My last question is, Let's take a snapshot of WEF right now and what we look like. When we take that snapshot again in the future, what do you want it to look like? I would say this. The beauty of water is that it has no color. But also, the benefit of water is that if you shine light through it, then you get the spectrum of all the colors, right? And what I want to see for WEF going forward is that we actually represent that spectrum of color because that's at the core of who we are and what we do. We just need to let the light in to allow that to be represented. So in the future, I hope that what we see is that spectrum of color, not only in uh, certain spaces where they are right now, but in every space that there is. And not only just representation, but belonging. Hugh Sinclair, Vice President and National Practice Lead for Asset Management at Arcadis and a member of WEF's DEI Committee. Uh, for our board. Thank you so much for being with us on Words on Water, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, Christy. It was my pleasure to be here, and happy Black History Month to everyone. Um.